Hi guys and welcome back to Tina Reed with your girl the hooligan. How you been? How's it going? Hopefully you guys are all doing fine. It is the weekend after Thanksgiving. I hope you guys didn't have too much of an awkward time. Those who could see your families, I hope you had a great time. Those who couldn't, I hope you had a great meal. And as you know, as soon as you finish Thanksgiving, everyone starts talking about diet. So here we are. <laughs> but I don't want to talk about that because that's just ugh, depression itself. And my wallet is already crying because of course, Black Friday was here, deal shopping it was, and Cyber Monday will be another story of its own. Oh, I can already see the poverty. Anyways. <laughs> oh gosh. It's great to have a big family, but then it's also a negative within itself, right? So, I had told you guys I had was reading Absolute Boyfriend which was a great and very cute story. I finally finished it and I want to talk a little bit about it. Well, actually I want to talk a lot about it because it actually opened up a lot of ideas in my head that I truly believe are worth discussing. So without further delay, let me talk about Absolute Boyfriend. Please remind yourself that there's going to be spoilers for an anime, for a manga that's already like 15 years old, almost 16 now, but I never read until lately. So, I want to talk about it, and I will. Okay, Absolute Boyfriend is a short shoujin anime with six volumes by Yoon Wasatsuki, a one of the first serialized shoujo comics, and it was licensed for English in 2005, if I'm not mistaken. There's actually also an anime that accompanies it. It's around 11 episodes and one special one. Um, so I've never seen it, but I assume it's very close because it's 11 episodes and yeah. So definitely spoilers ahead. Stories about a girl who accidentally manages to get herself a robot boyfriend with all the best qualities, right? And it really concerned me at halfway throughout like the the manga around I think it was like volume three where I really started to shift my opinion because at first I just saw him like as a doll right like oh he's a doll he's programmed to say this and the more I thought about it the more it reminded me of like modern times and like self-learning AI and adapting you know the, the, the future and it got me to a point where I started thinking hey I kind of am rooting for this android more than I am the human boy and I'm like why why is it in my head that I'm completely rationalizing this girl and this machine being together when I know clearly she's going to age and he never truly will she has an expiration date he never will you know what I mean and then I started thinking it's in many ways, many romance mangas and books in general idealize this perfection of youth. And the reality is no one really stays young forever unless you're like a vampire, supernatural, or you're a doll, you know? 
And <laughs> it wasn't until like I really started thinking about it. I'm like, aren't we kind of already like slightly here? I mean, we all have waifus and husbandos and they will never age. They're always perfect. So why not logically take it the extra step where they would have the programming of the person that you would like and you could give them the best qualities that are best suited for your, you know, emotional needs and then make it physical. So then I started thinking, how would that work? Like what happens to the human population at that point? Does the human population just go down drastically but I'm like even if that is the case even if the human population does go down severely isn't that what we kind of need I mean are we kind of overpopulating them there like 7.6 billion people on the planet like should we really be reproducing that way and then came the idea of what does it mean to be human and I know that this is like a romance kind of place like I really just don't about romance and sex but I think it's important to consider the future of romance you know what I mean because there's already magnificent sex dolls and I mean sex dolls that can put people to shame um if actually I'm just gonna do a quick google search right here you can hear me typing because I'm not ashamed of it I've known about crazy, realist, super realistic premium sex dolls that cost over uh, thousands, five thousand, made personally. You can have hair, all types of like silicone bodies. Yeah, they're, they're really realistic. They can be made to your. Oh, I didn't know there was male sex dolls too. Holy shit! I am learning. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if this seems weird to you guys, but I'm like, I never really thought about it, but like, as I am considering the idea of such a thing being real, it's super, I wouldn't say frightening, because I'm not frightened by the idea of this. I mean, that's what sex stories are for, it's to kind of get rid of the loneliness, and considering more and more people go to be more socially isolated, why not? Eh, who cares for babies anyways? I, I'm not a big fan. If you want to reproduce, you will. If you don't, you don't have to. I personally believe that. So I'm currently looking at sex dolls online. Remember, this is an 18 or older show. I don't know why you're here if you're not. But I see there's a lot of uh, Fujian, Fuji, I think it's called sex dolls, which is like females with like penises like that's a thing too which no i think it's cool and i'm looking through them and i'm like hey this is actually pretty cool if someone really wanted to make their husband come to life i think this is a great way to do this of course you're going to be very much alone but also you will never be heartbroken Where do we cross the line? Where is this line crossed? Because I'm looking right now and it still looks very perfect. Like, <laughs> like it's so perfect. It's almost concerning. 
like how realistic it looks and I'm assuming it feels the same way and they're all abbed up right now or whatever <laughs> you can choose the height oh one of them looks like an anime boy like the silver hair that's cool that's really cool looking and that's I don't know why I decided to really bring this up as a conversation board but I feel like we're like it's hard to know where the future is going to go since change is so rapid you know what I mean and I've, I heard I think it was like a couple years ago that but like 2030 sex dolls are going to be more of a regular thing that most people have when they're alone because most people are going to choose to stay alone due to you know emotional reasons financial the way the economy keeps going and just overall more people are becoming self-isolating like this this particular pandemic has opened the door for people to be more uh, socially inept I guess would be the correct term for that and in their own bubble most adults now either live in studio apartments or you know just are fine with the person that they are becoming accepting of that and I think that that has a lot to do with the way we view sexuality nowadays in the spectrum and what's love what's wrong with loving a robot i mean don't we love our phones i mean of course it's not a sexual attraction to it but if you give it a corporeal form like a physical form what happens then you know no one's gonna be able to fulfill that kind of attraction and then what got me kind of upset was at the end, uh, the, the artist, the writer, kind of shoehorned in this system failure, which he couldn't be, the robot couldn't be, like, fixed. And, of course, you know, our girl, the main character, is heartbroken, which, you know, I would be, too. And they offer her upgrades, and she's absolutely flat out refuses, because to her, she she truly love this robot she loved it and i think that's that says a lot about what is human and to humanist to feel regardless whether or not an item is real your brain doesn't know the difference between true feelings and falsified feelings a lot of times that's why they say fake it till you make it right and it, it really upset me that Six months later, she is shoehorned back in with her best friend who left for a different country. Because I'm like, he doesn't deserve to be her rebound. And he will always know that he will never truly measure up to an AI. Because, of course, who really can? Like, like imagine you're, I don't know, a sim for like... Ushiji from um, Made Sama. Let's say you love him and you are able to make a life-size sex doll of him and then implant him with the AI to make him have the exact same mannerisms, character, speech pattern, everything. You could just make that person from scratch. 
no human person will truly compete. But if you get tired of certain things, you can adjust. You can't adjust a real life person with their own feelings and sentiments. I'm telling you, it's hard to get someone to pick up their own sauce on the floor. I've seen it. And no matter how many times I nag, it will never get better. But that's the exact thing I'm talking about. No one can ever compare with someone that you can just make. It's, in a way, it's playing God. But also, isn't every day us kind of doing that? I mean, think about it. It's not like we grow our own food. It's not like we hunt for things. Most of us don't anyways. It's not like we, you know, don't customize our lives around ourselves or around each other. So why not this? I don't know. It it brought a lot of questions to the surface. Maybe I'm seeing too much into it that I shouldn't be and I should just enjoy it for the animation that it is, like the great story that it is. But I honestly could have done without the ending, the sixth volume. I'm kind of mad I even picked it up. I don't know. I feel like in a way it ruined it for me. So if you guys are interested in reading it and you don't mind spoilers, like I don't, I really don't care for spoilers. They don't bother me. I'm still going to read what I'm going to read or watch what I'm going to watch. I would recommend reading it, but just pretending that the ending doesn't exist and call it a day. I know this is going to be one of the weirdest conversations I've probably ever had with you guys. But also, I'm here for that. I I like having these deeper, more intricate thoughts. And of course, if someone disagrees, you know, feel free to like email me. My email's attached. My Instagram is also up there. It's all connected. I don't hide. You know, it is what it is. But I don't know. I would like to definitely hear your ideas. Currently, right now... I am watching One Piece recaps because I really want to get back into it, but it's been 900 episodes, and to say that I am not willing to re-watch every single episode to get back into it is an understatement. <laughs> so I'm watching recaps from season one to season... right now? I think I'm still on season... One, I'm on to the Yusip arc right now when they first meet him. I'm up to there right now. I'm gonna watch every single one of them, I promise. Because I'd rather watch the recaps than watch the whole thing. I'm sorry, there's a lot of filler, and we all know this. That's just how manga was anime was made for us back in the day. It is what it is. <laughs> So, I have been celebrating Black Friday, as y'all know. I did pick up a couple books here and there because, of course, I did. I picked up Chainsaw Man. It's supposed to arrive on Friday. And it's a brand new series by Fujimoto Tasuki. And the art style looks a little gruesome, so I can't wait to get into it. And I picked up all of Jujutsu Kaisen that's released because, of course, I did. Uh, I can't wait to start reading them. I haven't gotten into them yet, but I promised myself it's gonna happen. So, well, 
Anyways, I happened to go to uh, book off and I found this really weird looking book. It was the first one. It was in the clearance section and I didn't buy it because I was like, I don't read Japanese. It was fully in Japanese, but the art style called out to me and the cover was just like, oh, what's this? So I took a picture of the cover and I managed to look up the company and from looking at the company, I was able to look at the titles and then it just hit me. I found it. I was so excited. And the book is called Ojo to Nanakiki no Inu or Ojo with the Seven Dogs or translated correctly is Young Miss and the Seven Dogs. And I just want to read you guys like the first, like, like the blurb, all right? Honestly, this seems like this is the first book and there isn't a second volume available yet, but I definitely do want to go and pick it up because I'm like, even if it isn't translated, I obviously found it online. So I know what they're saying. And at this point, I kind of just want to put sticky notes on it <laughs> and like write my own translations on it. I think it'll be kind of fun and kind of cute and quirky. And I, of course, I'm in love with the art style. I really think it's beautiful. So let me read you the description. The story takes place in a world where humans and beast men coexist. Our protagonist, the dog beast man, was a foreign gangster who fallen on hard time, living in the streets and scraping on what he can. On one particular rainy day, he tries to fall asleep in an alley and then gets found by an eccentric Yamato Nadiroshi type of girl who offers him a home to sleep in in exchange for him becoming her guard dog. He doesn't think much about it and so he sees her home and explains that she is the daughter of a Yakuza boss and has a slight sadistic personality and on top of that she wants most of her servants to just be beastmen because she has a bit of a fetish for them it seems and <laughs> the girl says she simply loathes Yakuza and he, so he kind of you know the beastman is a little confused and she says she didn't save him but picked him to be her pet Clearly, he's a little weirded out by this, but he comes across as very useful to her. And since she kind of feels all alone because her father's Yakuza boss and her mother kind of just left her, she doesn't want her life to be run by her father anymore. And she wants to gain followers to crush the Kurosami Gumi, which I think is like another gang. And honestly, it, it, it's like a master-slave dynamic with this young, beautiful girl being like a master to this dog man, basically. And it's super interesting. I kind of wish I could buy it translated already, but it's not. And that seems to be a thing. Sometimes really like cool one-offs aren't <laughs> in English. But eh, that's what we gotta do. And I feel like I definitely want to keep going to see more Japanese stuff because I do like it and of course I can always find translations online and go from there so it's this is a really short episode I don't want to go crazy because it's just after Thanksgiving I'm kind of recuperating and had a super long day I don't want to talk about it but since we're here I want to say thank you guys um keep your eyes out for deals 
stay safe, be careful, take care of yourselves, and don't be afraid to say no and give yourself the mental love that you need. I know school's ending, it's tough out here, it's a lot of stress, but darling, you got this, okay? (laughs) Bye! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.